everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the More Money Show comes in. If you're ready to have more money, create more freedom and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The More Money Show. We have Jean Andrus back in our Year of Growth series, and I am so excited to talk to her today. Uh, if you are seeing this on video, you see your wonderful Mardi Gras beads, which I love. <laughs> um, they are super special beads. They don't, th these are not typical Mardi Gras beads. No, they're so <laughs> beautiful. Um, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me, Cassie. This is always such a fun time. It is. So tell me what's awesome. Let's start there. What is awesome is just the, the amazing amounts of change that have happened in my business lately and the results that my clients are getting and the feelings that that's generating in me, knowing that I'm the person who has been through all of this stuff and is clear enough that I can help other people walk through these same doors and same pathways and get the same kinds of results that I did somewhat unknowing back when I started. This <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I mean, we talked a little bit before, you really are living this place that you wanted to be in your business for a very long time very long time and and it's really awesome so i'm now speaking with women on a regular basis about their menopause symptoms and also about where they want to go in their lives and who they want to be as they they come through this time so my clients are getting that kinds of results they're the hot flashes are going away the weight may be dropping they're thinking better but then again they're stepping into who they are and what they want to do with the rest of their lives. And that just makes it so amazing to deal with. Yeah, I love that. So I always, when I, what, now that I've started teaching something that, um, a process that working with you has helped me refine, right? Mm -hmm. um, Cause you were, you were brave enough to say, okay, like I'll, I'll try that out. Like, let's do it. Let's <laughs> right. Do it. <laughs> Which is the path to paying client. So I say like, you've crossed the juicy line when we get to do the things with our clients, like the deeper work, the things that we talk about, like, who do you want to be? And, and all of these, what I call like those juicy things that we crave as a coach. Um, I think now, and I just speak freely on however you feel about this, but you had, I think you see now why you had to solve, you had to help them with one thing first. So they had the energy to do the juicy stuff or the freedom. Absolutely. You know, when they come in, when my clients come in, um, and it's kind of interesting because my clients come in with so many diverse problems, but usually there's one symptom that's just making their lives miserable. And they need to know that they can start, that, that there's something beyond this. And it's interesting because lately I've talked to a couple of people that I've known for a long time and they're saying, you know, I'm bogged down in this area. And I'm just saying, come in and let's talk about that. And let's, let's get you feeling better so you can then go ahead and be better. Oh, I love that statement. Let's get you feeling better so you can be better. Um, but that wasn't always like you in the beginning of your business, you wanted to go for the juicy stuff first, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I, when I first started this, I I came out of a where my own exercise and embracing adventure stuff, uh, kayaking and climbing and crazy stuff that a lot of people don't really think that they want to do. And I loved it. I And it changed who I was and how I saw myself. I stopped feeling myself, feeling sorry for myself and kind of wanted to give that to, to other people. But what I kind of didn't realize was that I had already done a whole lot of work just to be more healthy in like the first six or eight months of that. And so I was, I was doing what I needed to do and I was doing what my clients needed to do, but I kind of short circuited that and thought I was, thought it, thought I started six months later than yeah. I really did. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And I, I would put money that every coach has thought that, right? They're like, no, we got to start here. <laughs> start this. I started here. This is what I did. And everybody forgets what they did before. And so when you're a coach and you're a business and marketing business, you, um, you forget that in the beginning because you want to go for the things that felt really good. But what you forget is there were things you did to get enough energy or get enough space or get enough time or just even be mm. open enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. To get enough trust in the world. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Yeah. So I just wanted to start there because this conversation, which I should have uh, introduced at the top, but we're going to talk specifically, you know, Jean and I were talking a week or two ago, and she said, yeah, and we were talking about her clients and different things and um, how to serve them better. One of the things that came out is, you know, some people are DIYers, they do it yourself, right? And, um, and that's just life. And, and John and I were talking how she's gone from a DIYer in coaching and learning to investing in herself, and then taking the next step, which is so important, which is actually <laughs> listening to your coach. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a, we were actually talking about how some of my, the, the people who read my books are real DIYers. Yeah. They, want, they want just, give me the outline, I'll go and do it. And they, they tend to forget that, and I tend to forget that I did it myself, but I didn't do it without support. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot, I had created a support system for myself. And I learned a lot from my support system. So I was, I was doing a lot of it, but it also took me, and, and I got to say, it took me four years to lose weight and get healthy until, you know, so that was a huge thing for me. And so I wanted, you know, I, I know what DIY is, because if you actually, for those of you who actually see my, my newsfeed, I DIY my own plumbing. I yeah. DIY my own whatever. I, I love to I love to feel that confidence of doing it myself. But then I got to the point where I didn't know where to go with that. And and I was just I was would open a book and I'd follow some instructions and it wouldn't work. And so I decided to invest in a coach. <laughs> yes. Seven or eight or <laughs> Uh, yeah anyway a whole bunch <laughs> a whole bunch of coaches right because but I think that's part of what gets said is like 
it's never, I don't know, and it's, it might just be the way it comes out, right? Maybe nobody intends this, but a lot of times it's like make the investment in the coach and that's what changes your life. I don't believe that's actually what changes your life. Like sometimes there is an instant change when you're willing, when you get over that hump to invest in yourself, but the real work comes from that next step, right? Yes. And that was, that was very true. I had gone through, I'd gone through learning programs, you know, here's how to do it. And I had gone through coaching programs and I got to say that um, even when we started, I was treating you like I treated so many of my coaches, which is listen to me and tell me how good I'm good I'm doing and how, you know, pat me on the head and tell, you know, give me the good feedback, but don't, and, and maybe push me a little, maybe a little, don't push too hard. <laughs> so I wanted to control the whole relationship. And there came a point and it was probably not a real comfortable conversation for me. It probably wasn't for you either, where you said to me, you aren't listening. You're not being coachable. You're not hearing what I'm saying to you. You want me to say to you what you want me to say to you, and I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And I think you were ready to fire me as a client. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was, right? Because I, yeah. I think because it wasn't any good for you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't any good for me. And it definitely, I got in the coaching business like you to help the people I'm meant to help. And if I can't help you, there's no sense in you being in my world, right? Like go find the coach who can help you is kind of my philosophy. So I think I probably was. And, and I think actually what you said to me was, so how much of what I've told you, have you really put into practice? Yeah. And that was the point at which I had to say, and doing about a quarter of it and <laughs> right <laughs> you might have thought I was doing more than that but you know I would I would script for three or four days and then I'd forget to script mm -hmm. or I'd um I'd step into my future self to talk about a, a business issue or how my clients were seeing me and then I'd want to control all of that Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, I was paying, I think I was paying to have somebody tell me I was, I was trying really hard. Yes. Talk and more about that. Like how so, do you, yeah. So I knew I wanted what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I knew what I, what I want to do in the world. And that is to help women who are struggling with this change so that they don't have to be controlled by menopause, that they can take control of their lives and move forward and have a fabulous life. So they can get rid of those symptoms. And I know how to do that. I don't always know how to talk to people about how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so much of what I've done over the last few years is trying to figure out how to do that. And that, that was a real key figure it out. And you very rarely let me say that. <laughs> it's like, you're figuring it out. You're up in your head again. And it, it became about why aren't you feeling these feelings and emotions that you really need to feel. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted, I wanted to do it the way I wanted to do it. Right. And I wanted to, somebody to tell me, oh, just change this little thing or put a website or buy 
this little plug-in and stick it on your website and all of a sudden everything will work right magically just change the one word in the email right <laughs> right one word in the email and um integrate mailchimp and fusion soft infusion soft or whatever the, the heck they are just just do all of that and everything will work fine and you'll have a thousand customers not that i want or need a thousand customers but right you know, it was it was this idea that somebody's got to have the magic bullet out there for me and all i have to do is find that and at the same time i got to say i knew that there was something that I wasn't doing right. I'd have a, I've worked with enough people in enough modalities to know that there was something that I just, I, I was not getting to mm -hmm. in the way of, of how I felt that it was an energetic thing. But I was afraid to really dig into it. And so, you forced me into a commitment. You forced me, I think, by saying, "I, you either do it this way or um, go find somebody else to pat you on the head and tell you you're doing fine. Mm -hmm. And that was, I think that was the moment at which I said, I really have to listen to one voice and go deep into this. Mm-hmm. Define what you share, like how is going deep different than like what you've been doing, right? So what does going deep mean versus whatever the opposite is? <laughs> like going to a different, going to another program, going to do this. Right. So a, a technique is only going to be as good. And, and the interesting thing is that I still... I still have some ties to a few groups that, that are around. Here's the product that will make your life work. And, yes. um, and then I see things that come out from people in those groups, and they say things like, and this happened in a really good, solid group. This woman asked, Remind me again what the, what the five emails I need to send to my clients are to make them buy. And because you and I have been really going deep into what is it that each client needs to hear from me mm -hmm. in order to know that they're, know whether or not they're supposed to work with me. I was like, it doesn't matter what, <laughs> what some guru says. Right. And it doesn't matter what they're saying to, to you, to that this is the, this is the words you need to have and the emotion you need to have. And if you don't have it, just fake it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I said, said, what do your clients need to hear from you? And I don't think she got it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think she's ready to hear that, but it's, it's the truth. It's, what is it that's going to connect me to the people who need to hear from me? Just mm -hmm. like you finally found the words that, that triggered it in me that I need to listen to you. There were other words that got us working together in the first place, but the words that really made a difference for me was how much of what I'm 
saying to you, have you really implemented it? And it was like, I think it took several months after that to really get down into it. But I think that was the point at which I said, oh, wait a minute. I've been trying to half-ass this. Yeah. And get an ant like, and get it, right? I think you, you totally, it was like, I'd, and I don't even know, like that term kind of means like, well, maybe that is the right term, but it was almost like you were, you didn't want to do the rest of the work. It's like, oh, I just want to do the stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. And which I guess that is how it is. But um, yeah, it's like, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do anything that's harder than I want to do. I don't want to do anything that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Talk about that. So somebody the other day posted something that, that said, uh, how much growth, how much comfort is there when you grow? And I think that, you know, I, I actually looked back. I, I don't know if you've had friends who've had children who grew really fast and they mm-hmm. ate. Yeah. And they, they literally yeah. ate for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, your, your kid is living on ibuprofen or something because they, their bones just ache from growing so much and they grow two or three inches in a year. Yeah. And I think that that's, there's, there's like this little steppy, steppy, steppy growth that we can do. And I was doing that. I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not the person who started this business a while back. But that kind of growth doesn't hurt. But it's not getting you where you're going very quickly either. Yeah. So I think the the kind of growth that gets us where we want to go hurts. Mm -hmm. It, It requires breaking off old scabs. It requires digging into old wounds. It requires admitting that you're not really good at something mm-hmm. and it admit and it takes admitting that you need to listen to someone else mm-hmm. that somebody else may have the answers and for somebody like me that's hard yeah and I love how brave you were to do it because I know that's hard I mean it's not I think people um maybe look at me and think like well it's always been easy to do that it's not always been easy right yeah but um, to, because it's not easy to admit that we're, especially if we're perfectionist or that's how we grew up or that's how we created our own self-worth was by being perfect, by being patted on the head, by getting straight A's, by being smart, all of those things. It's not easy to admit then we're not perfect and we can't master this thing, right? Like, yes. Yeah. And that I, I use the words, you know, I always remember this one script and I was like, just like, no, it's like, and you wanted it to be perfect. And I'm like, it's not perfect. Like this, this isn't a feeling. This is not a feeling like this, is this right. And the smart girl in you sent me a feelings chart from someone else and said, it has been right there. I'm right. Right. And I said, well, you are right in that work, but that's not what we're doing. Right. <laughs> you're right. Like go if, but if that's the choice, like go over there and do the work, but here that isn't the, that isn't what it a feeling is or that isn't how we define that. And I think that goes into that 
I want to be right. And that's, and I do, I think it's tied to how, when we're younger, we developed our self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, that's always been around confidence and being good at stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what I've learned in the last, just in the last couple of weeks is that this also, you know, by, by stopping being the person who thinks it through, I've got something else to give my clients as well. I've got this deeper thing to give them, which is how they feel and how they relate to their world. And it's so much deeper. Oh, it's so much deeper. And so, but you had to feel before you could drop into that space, right? Yeah. Yeah. You had to like learn. That was one of the things like, you know, talk about like being good. Like that's, I think the first step in like feeling and being like, okay, I'm okay that I'm not perfect. I'm okay that I don't know how to do this. Right. And being willing to be in that uncomfortable space is the step to feeling, because I think as coaches, we can't support our clients if we can't, if we haven't felt first. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. So, you know, you were in the phase where you invested in a coach and I think you gave yourself um, a three out of 10. (laughs) As far as like, did I listen to the coach? And it was, it was good that you evaluated yourself in that way. Right. And I said, I'll give you a little bit more because you were, you were sort of doing the assignments. You were sometimes showing up to calls. Unless I was hiding. Unless you were (laughs) hiding. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Which was, you know, what, what might have needed to happen. But I think once you realize and you could look back and you could say, oh yeah, I wasn't. And you were honest with yourself. Then, then I think you started to see, well, okay, well, what if I did more of this? What if I did listen? What if I did that? Like, then it can change. And I think you're at the place right now where you're, I mean, you said it yourself, so I know you are like, you you are able to listen to a coach, right? A lot of it is being able to, um, you know, kill your darlings, as they say in the writer's world. It's, it's, you you write an email and you hand it to somebody else and they say, and I think so many of us as, um, so many business coaches and stuff will let, take a look and they'll say, oh, that's really good. That's a good try. Oh yeah, I really like this sentence here. And can we change this word from like to as? (laughs) (laughs) And and, you know, and you're willing to come in and say, can you throw that out and let's start over? (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you know, it's, how else am I going to learn? Yeah. And you and I have talked about this. You're willing to step into that role of my client, even though you and my ideal client or my paying client are not the same person at all. Cause I mean, you're younger and you're, you're in a different stage of your life and you're doing different stuff. And, um, excuse me, just a second there. (laughs) Um, and, but you're willing to be her and read from her point of view and say, wait a minute, if you come at me with this, I'm going to say, can I please have somebody else tell me this stuff? Because you're not, 
you're not saying it to me. You're saying it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so few coaches are willing to do that. Um, and I, I honestly, I've worked, I worked with a couple coaches who wanted me to redesign my business into what they wanted me to say. Mm -hmm. And so for to work with someone who's willing to sit down and say, this is the person who's going to be receptive. Who do I have to be in order to read this material and say, does it resonate? And that's been, been huge. And I know there's, there's been a lot of other work that we've done and to get to the point where I could hear those things and, and you and I could have that dialogue. And it's not just emails and it's not just what does the website say, but also just how are you going to go out and talk to people and when are you the person that they're listening to and when are you the person that you thought you were? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that you had to own and you've actually gotten really good at uh, in the last four months is what is the difference between what I want to tell my clients and they, they want and need to hear from me in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. And I think you had to grow into that by starting little and learning to listen. And then when we started this process of the emails, you could – Oh uh, yeah, you're like, oh no, yeah, that is me. I want I want to tell her all that, right? Mm -hmm. I want the email to be five pages long and she wants three sentences. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and she just wants her hot flashes to stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all and part of that, and I will say, and I've I've told you this, and I think I might have shared this story before, but part of how I learned who your client was and who you weren't is because I've seen your future self. In the moments that I've seen your future self fully emerge and be present um, and speak, and I'm like, oh, your future <laughs> self always talks about this. And I like, I might not have understood why until we got into this process, but then I'm like, she doesn't say that, which means that you can't be using those words if you're being your future self was some of how I even learned that is because you did the work and you've been stepping into your future self. And so when I see her and I hear her, I know, I know who she is. I know when she's also coming through, like, so I can be your client and I can see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been really good for me to start to learn to do that. And of course I want the DIYer in me wants <laughs> to be able to do it all by myself, but it's really, really, you know, it's a learning experience. It's, um, and I don't think I realized it until just this moment, but I wasn't the only one who was doing that class that day. Yeah. And what I heard was the same stuff coming up was the other person in the class wanted to tell the person he, he was writing to, this is what I want you to know. And you kept bringing him back to what is your client want to hear yes absolutely. which was really powerful yeah it is because it's a different thing and it's and it is really I think of being the utmost service to say what they want to hear and not what we want to give them 
and I'm, I, I will not tell you, I will tell you that probably every coach I've ever had has said that, but they haven't known how to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you know, most of them tell us to go back to where we, we were when we were in the problem mm -hmm. because we mostly solved the problems that we have had. Yeah. So the problem is that most of us chose the DIY route. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's yeah. how we got to be a coach is that we right. learned how to solve these problems by ourselves. Right. And so we have these really, you know, okay, maybe there are a few who didn't, but mostly we learned, you know, trial and error and we, we learned what foods were for me it was like what foods work what kind of exercise works when doesn't it work mm -hmm. what do you have to do to get yourself out of the funk or the depression or the anxiety i had to learn all that myself i had to make it up yeah but so i wanted to hear the information mm -hmm. yeah i wanted to go read northrop's three inch thick book <laughs> yeah but i know that most people don't want to do that they mm -hmm. don't want all that information right up front right now and you know I, that now right i know that now i love how you said it because only i know like that is not how you would have said it like even six months ago right no. so now you own it you're like nope they don't want that right it is really, really good to hear as your coach who knows where you've come from that you you now say that with ownership. I know everybody doesn't want that information. <laughs> when in reality, that was a big, I'll call it a battle, right? That's a battle as a coach and a client we went through yeah. many times, right? Yes. And yeah. I, I won't say you're never going to have to fight it again. <laughs> That's the way I, and, and even in my books, I mean, my books are filled with the information. So if you're a DIYer and you want to know how to, how to fix all this stuff, I put it there, right. but it's, if you want somebody to, if you really want to get some of this stuff fixed, you need somebody who's going to lead you through it. And that doesn't mean starting from the, the massive amounts of information that I gather it means understanding what you need first, second, and third. And usually first it's fix the problem. Mm -hmm. Get get the hot flashes under control. Get the anxiety from overwhelming you. Get the mood swings down to reasonable side, size. Understand that it's not dementia. It's just menopause. Mm -hmm. All of those things are things that are, are simple start starting points and it took a long time to learn that that's where people really wanted to go and you know now thinking about it and one of the cool things about these things are that we get a chance to really I really get a chance to look back at who I was and and all of that and looking back on it yeah the person who cried um, I can let this kill me or I can let it be the best thing that ever happened to me when I got divorced and when my husband and I split up just needed to know that there was a way out. 
Mm. Yeah. I didn't even think about it until just now as we're talking. I can see that. Like she didn't need a three inch book in that moment, right? She just no. needed to know there's relief. I can do something. I'm not different. You know, this is normal in whatever genre, like thing it is, right? Right. And that if she wanted, if she wanted to, she could get out. She yeah. could get through it, not get out, but get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's super powerful. And I think one of the big things that you've done is actually shift which client you're helping. I think everything that you were probably doing before was to serve the DIYer. And now yeah. you're actually serving your paying client, the person who needs to invest in you because they want to, because they need your support. Right. And, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting because in the last few weeks, I, I always knew that I, that I love working with the person who's at the start of this journey. Mm -hmm. uh, not so much the menopause journey, but, but in turning, in turning their lives around. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing that, that there are a lot of women out there and women, you know, who are listening to this podcast, entrepreneurs who aren't, who, who wind up getting to this spot in their life and then all of a sudden wow what's my body doing and why am i like backwards go, going backwards in in my journey when i thought i was so far along and i think that that's you know that's where they need to be too and i i think often there i can do this myself because i've done everything else myself and I, I just want to say that coaching works. <laughs> it really does. But you have to listen to your coach. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to still be taking all those little small steps. Yeah. So is there anything, I think that's the best advice you could give. So I'm not going to ask for like a best advice to wrap this up. But is there, I don't know, is there a way to like, make it easier to soften, to be available, to listen, to not be afraid to listen and admit that you're not perfect. Do you have any advice on that? Well, I probably am the worst person to ask for that advice because it took, it really did take hitting me over the head a few times with a two by four. But I think that if you sit down and look at who you are you're a coach and why are you a coach i'm i'm assuming that many of the people listening to the podcast are are out there to help other people and are as coaches and if you're going to tell somebody else if you're going to put yourself out there to be a coach why wouldn't you want to be coachable in return right and when you're struggling with something, when the DIY isn't working, ask yourself if, if it's worth, I will, I'll be really open and honest right here. It probably cost me eight years of business mm -hmm. to be coachable. Yeah, there was little wins here and there, but, and they're five bucks. Right. <laughs> No, but not a, not a small deal. No. 
in order to to do what I want to do, which is right. help women change their lives. Yeah. It's probably cost me six or eight years. Yeah. And it's it just knowing that can make you stop and listen to the person you're spending your money on. And many of you are spending your money on coaches, whether it's with Cassie or whether it's with someone mm -hmm. else. You find somebody who's going to make it tough on you. Mm. Because you can't you can't get any anywhere just with somebody who's going to call you when they help. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Thank you so much for, um, number one, being courageous enough to let me ask you those questions and to answer them for yourself, right? Like how much are you showing up for this? How much are you doing this? Because you couldn't get here if you weren't honest with yourself. And yeah. um, yes. <laughs> So thank you for being courageous in that and then being courageous enough to come on the show and say I wasn't perfect. And I think that's part of your journey. Like, I think that's important oh, sure. to say it out loud, right? It's like, I'm okay now that I'm not perfect. And here's all the reasons, right? Right. Um, because we can't grow if we have to be perfect. Like perfection and growth don't go together. No, no. Yeah. And it's just something that we have to and I think it's hard as coaches sometimes not to, to say it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay not to mm -hmm. have done everything just right ourselves. Absolutely. And I have no, I mean, I'm not a business coach, but now it's fun to see that in other people as they're, they're out there trying to do their business. It's interesting to see how they're not talking to their clients yeah. and how they're not serving them them because they aren't willing to hear what their clients wanted to want to hear yeah I love that I love how brave you are you know that like I've said it before you always show up you show up you know even when it was you know still trying to like be perfect you always like we're willing to like sort of knock on the door little by little, right? And and yeah. take little by little courageous little tiny steps <laughs> that have led to big leaps in the last months, right? Like the steps I get bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for being you and for showing up here and sharing your story. I know it's gonna be meaningful and impact and inspire someone else. Well, thank you, Cassie, for having me, and thank you for all the work we've been doing lately. It has been really educational, inspirational, and sometimes even fun. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fun side when you get to the other side, right? It becomes super fun because it's a lot more fun when it's not frustrating. It's a lot more fun <laughs> when it works. <laughs> yes, that's true too, right? That is Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you, and uh, we'll catch up with Jean again soon. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on The More Money Show. To learn the step-by-step -step process to welcome more money into your life, go to manifest10k.com.